You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life podcast. We started talking in our last episode about one of the necessary ingredients to a life or a time, I should say, of prayer and a life of walking with God. If we're going to let the scriptures guide our prayer and let the Holy Spirit move in our prayer through the Psalms and through the scriptures, then one of the things we're going to have to always have as part of that is a time of confessing our sin. Jesus did this in the Lord's Prayer, right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer. He has built into that regular prayer of connecting with God, connecting with our Father, that phrase, forgive us our transgressions or trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. And Jesus built into that prayer that phrase because he knew that we would always have that need when we come to God, we would always have that need to own up to our sin and confess our sin. And there are times in my life when I particularly need to do that. And one of the Psalms I turn to when I need to do that is Psalm 32. This is a Psalm where David is blatantly confessing his sin. And in verse five, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, to Yahweh, to the I am. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And then it has this little phrase afterwards that you sometimes see in the Psalms, Selah. Selah, we don't quite 100% know what it is, but we think it's a musical term or a term that is sort of like this is a good time for a musical interlude so that the person praying can spend some time reflecting on what they've just said. And that would be an appropriate time to do that after I say I'm going to confess the transgressions, my transgressions to the Lord, that would be a good time for a Selah. Let me take some time to confess my sins before God. Now, the reason I turn to this psalm is because, again, this is, I remind myself, a prayer written ultimately by the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit guiding me in how to confess my sin. And when I think of it that way, it helps me realize that I can be honest to God about my sin. I don't have to hide it. I don't have to ignore it. So David says in this psalm in verse 3 and 4, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. And I don't know about you, but I really identify with that. It's amazing how even though this is a 3,000-year-old prayer, it could have been written today for me. When I kept silent about my sin, my bones themselves, like my whole body began to be affected by my keeping my sin silent, my ignoring my sin before God. And there's a sense of inwardly groaning all day long. Now, I don't outwardly know I'm groaning. I just become grumpy. I become critical. I become argumentative. I become unhappy. My heart gets hardened. When I'm not owning up to my sin before God, when I'm trying to hide it, when I'm silent about it, he says in verse 4, for day and night... Your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. In other words, that that God just sort of makes us miserable when we're trying to go through life not confessing, not owning up to, not bringing into the light the reality of our sin. 
but we try to suppress it. We try to pretend it's not a big deal or justify it or deny it in some way, ignore it. That's what David means by keeping silent about it. And then we just inwardly become sicker, inwardly become, even physically, we become perhaps our, our body is tied to our spirit and we are one being that is a composite being. We are the, the two interact with each other. And so when we're not doing well spiritually, when God's hand is heavy upon us and there's a burden inside of us, that affects our physical bodies as well. My strength is dried up as by the heat of summer. And so David says in the first two verses, blessed is that word blessed. That means shalom. It means flourishing. It means it's the same kind of blessed. Jesus says in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. They're the ones that are going to be flourishing. They're the ones that are going to have shalom. They're the ones that are going to be blessed, not only in this life, but particularly and especially and fully in the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. And here David is saying, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And that's the same word, whose sin is covered, the same word that he says in verse five, I did not cover my iniquity. So when we don't try to cover our sin is when God will ultimately cover our sin. God will deal with it if we deal with it. If we try to cover our sin, then our sin eventually is going to be exposed and it's going to fester like a wound. It's going to cause all kinds of problems that will manifest themselves in our relationships, manifest itself in our relationship with God and in our health and our attitude, our, our well-being psychologically, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. That's what it means by covered and in whose spirit there is no deceit. This is what we're striving for. We're just trying to be in people of integrity who, who don't have a divided heart, who, who just live life with a single heart. We're just who we are. If I have sin, I openly confess it before God. I'm not silent about it. There's no deceit inside of me trying to minimize it, trying to rationalize it, trying to deny it. But I'm openly not covering it up. I'm openly acknowledging my sin to God. I am confessing. I'm not ignoring. I'm admitting. I'm owning up to my transgressions to the Lord, he says in verse 5. And that's when you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Now, what we don't want to do is have a theology of God forgives the sins I confess because I don't think I can ever truly confess and acknowledge every sin there is in my life that God needs to forgive. So that's not going to be it. What the it is, is that when I am confessing my sins, I'm, I'm tapping into what is true, that Jesus died so that I could be forgiven of my sins. I'm not forgiven of my sins because I'm living a righteous life. I'm not forgiven of my sins because I'm confessing them. I'm forgiven of my sins because the rest of the Bible's story is Christ ultimately bears my sins upon his body on the cross. And he has risen so that I can experience this new life of forgiveness, this, this new life of freedom, of walking with God in the light and honesty and integrity and being honest about my sin. Because I am forgiven of my sin, I can be 100% honest with God about my sin. So David says, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, 
whose sin is covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. And so there has to be, there's no deceit in, in whose spirit there is no deceit. Don't have to lie. Don't have to cover up. I'm forgiven. So now I can have this relationship with God where I bring my sin to God. I let God in on my sin and I just talk about my sin and I acknowledge my sin and maybe even process my sin. Why I'm doing it? Why am I attracted to that? Why does that always seem to trip me up? And and have this prayer life with God where I can just be totally honest and I can process these things out loud with my heavenly Father rather than sort of have to clean myself up before I come to him. That's not how that works. I come to him with my sin, in my sin. So confession is owning it. It's it's it has to be a regular part of my life. It has to be a regular part of any time of meditation and prayer ultimately. And when it's not, we get hardened and eventually we get more and more unhappy and even have the ramifications of that showing up in very unhealthy ways in our bodies, in our mental health, our emotional health, our health, our relationships, and particularly our relationship with God. We begin to drift away. So I love this phrase that David says in this psalm in verse 9. He says, Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Don't be like a mule who's so stubborn, who won't come near God unless it has a bit and a bridle that keeps him near, who has no understanding, but instead be a human being who understands who God is and who I am and what sin does, but yet what God has done with my sin with Christ on the cross. And so now I come near to God willingly. I want to come near to God because I have understanding. I'm not like a mule who has to be just kept near by bit and bridle. I'm coming near. He says in verse 10, many of the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love. There's that word again. Steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord, which is what we're doing with our sin and being honest about our sin. All right, so let's, let's spend some time praying through these verses in this psalm. I'm not going to confess your sins for you, but I want to give you some time. I'm going to be a little bit more open-ended here and allow a little silence so that you can fill it with things that the Holy Spirit brings to your mind that you just need to acknowledge. You're not groveling before God for forgiveness. You're acknowledging your sin before him so that you can experience his forgiveness, not get his forgiveness, but experience it. And there is a sense, though, however, that when we refuse to confess and acknowledge our sin, that does reveal a heart that might not be as trusting in the gospel as we might think we are. Um, so we want to practice this as a, as a discipline to make sure we're in the right place where we need to be in our trust in Christ, our trust in God, and our desire to walk with him. So let me lead you in a time of prayer. Heavenly Father, you already know my sin and you want me to come to you. Jesus already knew we would already have sin when he was motivating us to pray, my Father in heaven, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespassed against me, that there's built into this coming before God as my Father who loves me the reality that I will have sin that needs to be confessed. So my sin 
doesn't keep me from you. It does in my own heart, but it doesn't from your heart. Your heart wants me to come before you with my sin. So I want to come before you now with my sin. I want to acknowledge my sin to you openly. I don't want to cover up and be silent about my iniquity anymore. I want to confess my transgressions, my willful disobeying of what I know is your command. My willful choosing to walk away from your steadfast love. I confess my willful decision to ignore you, reject you, offend you. Because of my own desire to be my own God, to be my own king. And being frustrated in ways that I can't be my own king. And so I lash out in anger at people. I lash out with words. I lash out with lack of love, impatience, unkindness, cutting people down, slandering them, talking bad about them, being jealous of them, envious of them, criticizing them. A critical attitude, a critical spirit, a complaining, grumbling spirit because I can't be my own God and my own king and so I get angry when things don't go my way. I get angry at you, but it's hard to be mad at the God of the universe, so I take it out on my spouse or I take it out on my kids. Or I take it out on others who are trying to be a friend to me. And in some way I punish them because I am mad. I just want to punish life because life is not in my control. I can't be my own God in God's universe. I can't be my own king when there's a true king who's Lord of heaven and earth. So it makes me reject the command of God and find happiness and find satisfaction elsewhere. I confess how stupid that is. I confess how selfish it is. I confess and acknowledge how self-destructive it is. I lack sense like a mule. I lack understanding like an animal. Instead of like one who's been created in the image of God to walk with God and reflect the glory of God and reflect the love of God to others, the light of the God of the universe to others. Instead, I become somebody who sucks the light out of people, sucks the life out of people, sucks the joy out of people by words that I say, attitudes that I have, ways that I treat them, selfishness and gratifying my desires at their expense, at a cost to their joy, their flourishing, their well-being. I confess, I acknowledge my sin to you. I don't want to have deceit inside of me that ignores it, minimizes it, denies it, rationalizes it. I don't want to do any of that anymore. I just want to own it. Acknowledge it. I'm the guilty one. I'm the selfish one. I'm the one who wasn't believing the gospel, who's maybe not right now believing the gospel, 
And that's why I'm clinging to this sin. I'm not believing in the steadfast love of God for me. I'm not believing in the infinite wisdom of the I am of the universe. I'm not believing God is the source of all abundant existence. In his garden, there's every tree that's pleasing to the eyes and good for food. Only Satan introduced scarcity by saying, why can't you eat from any tree in the garden? Wasn't true. It was a lie. There was only one tree. No scarcity, but abundance. But somehow the scarcity became an accusation against God's abundance and accuses God's will of scarcity. And therefore I sin, I take, I grab because I feel like that I can't trust the abundance of God's will for me. But I trust your abundance, Heavenly Father. In your kingdom, there's abundance, and I want to be on the path to your kingdom now. Even now, I have to go without so that I can train myself and teach myself not to grab and take being my own God and my own king. I acknowledge my sin before you. And I know that when I don't, your hand is heavy upon me. My soul gets dried up like the heat of summer. I don't want to live that way. I want to be honest and open and walk with you in light and honesty. Because Shalom is the one who acknowledges their sin before you. Blessed is the one who knows their transgression is forgiven, their sin is covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So I acknowledge my sin to you and I will confess my transgressions to the I am, to the Lord. And you forgave because you forgive the iniquity of my sin. So I trust in you. Many of the sorrows of the wicked, many of the sorrows of those who continue in their sin and don't acknowledge their sin and try to hide their sin and minimize their sin. But steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in you. I trust in you and thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for Jesus who forgives all my sins because of his death on the cross. You forgive all my sins because of placing them all on the body of Jesus on the cross. He has broken through death. He has broken through the other side. His resurrection gives me purity, new life, righteousness. To walk with you in honesty and to be glad before you and to rejoice in you. And I do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.